Welcome to Older Wiser Together. This is your go-to podcast for answers about how home care works, whether you are looking for care or interested in caregiving. If you like what we do, please support this podcast by sharing and liking our episodes and buying our awesome merch. All the proceeds go towards supporting the Care Workers Charity, which supports current and former care workers with one-off crisis grants. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Older Wiser Together. Today, I have a group of very special guests from Andover Mind who run care support and dementia advice service for whole of Hampshire, and they do a fantastic job. Um, I have got Bev Caldwell, I've got Trina Sidwell, and I've got Chrissy here. Uh, Bev and Trina both work for uh, Andover Mind, and they're going to be introducing their work. Um, and then Chrissy uh, actually is a primary carer who looks after her husband who's living with dementia, who's going to share her experience. Um, so let's get started. Welcome. Hello. Hi. So let's start with Trina. Trina, would you tell us a little bit about uh, Mind and the outstanding work that you do? Okay, so um, we all work for Andover Mind. Um, we work for the local area. Um, this was set up in 1984, and now we provide support and advice and information for services across Hampshire. Andover Mind has expanded not only that offers mental health support via our wellbeing, um, but also through safe haven teams as well. We also support unpaid carers and people who have dementia or an MCI um, via through our Carer Support Dementia Advice Service. Um, Andover Mind has delivered Dementia Advice Service since 2008 um, and were awarded the new carer contract to deliver care and support and dementia advice service in Hampshire 2019. Amazing. Carer Support and Dementia Advice Service is commissioned by Hampshire County Council. Uh, what we do is all referrals are made directly to our referral inquiries team and can be made online or you can phone or by mail. Um, so we have a team of eight that covers the north and northeast of Hampshire and uh, we have two carer support advisors and we also have the rest are dementia advisors. Amazing. One of whom, Bev, I have known for yeah. a long time. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, Bev, would you like to tell us a little bit about how long you have been with uh, Andover Mind? Um, so, I've been with Andover Mind uh, coming up 11 years. Uh, myself and uh, um, my colleague, John Spencer Davis, who sadly left last year, mm -hmm. uh, started the service in 2012. Um, yeah, when there was very little support around mm. for dementia advice. Um, so yeah, we started that up and uh, it grew grew very quickly. Mm. Um, and now there are lots lots of dementia cafes out there that have sprung up over the years. And we've also got carer support groups ourselves that we now run. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we have lots of referrals. We go out, we're home-based. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we go out into the community doing home visits when people mm. are referred to us to talk about um, the practicalities, I suppose, of living well with a diagnosis. We're not medically trained, any of us. 
Sure. Um, but we go and speak to people about uh, how they're managing on a day-to-day mm. basis and uh, what support they perhaps need or what advice is out there for them to carry on um, living at home for mm. as long as possible. So, so in terms of the majority of people who are referred to you, do they come directly directly to you or they get signposted to you? They are signposted to us. Generally, most of our referrals come from the older person's mental health team, um, but they're not all of them. Some GPs refer straight to us. People actually can self-refer, so family members often refer. Um, sometimes they've been to see um, the, the older person's team and, and have had a diagnosis, but they don't necessarily want to wait to be referred. So sure. they come straight to us. Um, mm. they, they're, they're signposted to us from the older person's mm. team. Um, so it'd be really nice to to tell the audience a little bit about what happens after someone has been signposted to you. What's What so, will happen next? So when we get our referral, we um, part of the, the commissioning is that we need to contact somebody once they've been referred to us within 10 days Mm -hmm. Um, so we will contact them to offer them um, advice and support and that's either a home visit um, obviously through through covid we weren't able to home visit Mm -hmm. so a lot of people did um, zoom calls with us and uh, or over the telephone we can we can talk to people obviously over the telephone Mm -hmm. and give them lots of information Um, if we do go out on a home visit then we would go out and as I say, just talk to them about how they're managing, um, you know, and if, if there is anything they want to know or um, any help that they feel that they need and the, that we can point them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then after that visit, we offer a follow-up visit. And um, sometimes they don't want us necessarily to go back out again. So it might be a, a, a telephone conversation. Oh, right. And then after that, we do regular welfare calls. So we keep in touch. We right. keep in touch all the time. We don't discharge mm. anyone from our service. We keep in touch throughout their journey. Mm. And it's a two-way um, mm. conversation. They can also get in touch with us if they've got any questions. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's how it is really. Mm. So I think Trina was saying earlier that you've got uh, eight people as a whole in the team covering whole of Hampshire. So of that, two people are in the carer support role. Yes. So what is the how they how does how how do their role differ? Is different to the other sex who are doing the client support. Um, with their role, um, what happens is they would be identified when we actually go for that initial assessment okay. to see the actual person that may have dementia. And um, we would then ref- we'd ask if mm. they actually would like that support from our carer advisors. Mm. Um, if they say yes, we would then send a referral over to our carer advisors. They would then contact them. Um, and within that, they would actually offer them, they have groups, peer groups, or they could just have one-to-one um, chats with the um, advisor. Mm. Yeah. And it's literally there to support them. Mm. Primarily focused on the carers, the yes. primary carers who yes. are looking after yes. people living with dementia. Yeah. So that's very relevant to them. Yeah. And is there any um, requirements or eligibility criteria that people need to be aware of? Um, that uh, there are any any people any any person living with dementia that you cannot support, 
all the family cares that you cannot support or is it open to anybody and everybody? I think it's open to yes. anyone. We, um, we don't actually do young carers. So we mm. actually only do young carers up to the age of, um, I think it's 18 to 25. Mm-hmm. So the young carers would actually get picked up by another organisation. Mm. But no, we don't. We actually... Mm. Everyone has Support everybody. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So in terms of the groups you were uh, talking about earlier, so the groups that you can signpost people to, I believe that you've also got your own group. So maybe tell us a little bit about that, Bev, because that sounds really interesting. Okay. Well, we've got a, a, a group that we run at Fleet mm-hmm. um, monthly, mm-hmm. and that's run at the uh, Fleet Parish Community Centre. Mm-hmm. And it's on the last Thursday of every month mm-hmm. from 12 till 2. And it's grown, actually. We started it Mm -hmm. pre-COVID, and I think we had possibly five or six people attending. Um, And then, unfortunately, uh, COVID happened, so uh, we couldn't run it anymore. But it started back afterwards, and Mm -hmm. we've now regularly got probably 30 people, 30-plus people who come along. Um, It's it's a very informal group, very friendly, um, plenty of tea and cake, and uh, we often invite speakers in to come in and talk to us about um, things, you nice. know, that are relevant to carers. Um, and we've also, last February, I think, we started a group in Farnborough, mm-hmm. and that is run at John the Baptist Church. And that is, oh, help me out here. Is that the first Monday? Thank you. First Monday of the month, and that is 10.30 till 12. Again, lots of tea and cake. Um, <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's quite a small group, that one, um, at the moment, because the, the venue is very small. It's a little mm-hmm. annex on the side of the church. So. so if somebody was interested in coming, who would they contact? Would they reach out to you direct? Or? They can do, uh, yes, they can do. They can reach out to us. We do have posters. Um, I'm not sure if they're in GPs. They should be in GP surgeries mm-hmm. and places like that. But you can also contact Andover Mind directly and they mm-hmm. will give out information of where all our groups are. And with the groups, again, anybody welcome? Yes. They're coming with their carers? Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cared for, welcome as well. So mm-hmm. Amazing. And yeah. these are the people that... Uh, how many of the people attending are actually people you've actually visited at home and you signpost? Them? Yeah, quite a few quite of them. Quite a few, yeah, imagine. quite a few of them are. And uh, sometimes it's people that John, uh, yeah. our care support worker, has met as well, and he's invited yeah. them along. So it could be that they've come along and then they come and get some advice uh, from uh, us, the dementia advisors. So, mm. so it works both ways. Mm. And I remember when uh, we have spoken in the past. The advice that you've given does is quite broad. It's uh, nutrition. It is uh, maybe maybe go a little bit into detail as to what that advice includes because I know it's quite comprehensive. Well, I think um, it, it varies because obviously mm-hmm. when you go and visit somebody, you don't really know um, what what you're going to find Absolutely. and or what what needs they have. So, I think our assessment covers quite a lot. We talk mm-hmm. about their uh, their social needs. You know, are they yeah. managing to go out? How they're getting on with um, coping at home, shopping, domestics, all of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how they're they're managing with food. 
and drink, um, you know, healthy eating and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just quite a broad it assessment, is a broad, really. Very much so. Um, and mm-hmm. through that assessment, then we can determine whether somebody perhaps needs a falls alarm or, you know, they need a, a visit from the Blue Lamp Trust to look at their home safety or the fire service, those sort of things. So, yes, it is quite, quite broad. Fantastic. And we've also got Chrissy in the room. Very welcome. Thank you. And as somebody who's uh, already looking after a loved one living with dementia, um, maybe tell us a little bit about how it's been for you, actually. What's your experience been like? Um, Over the years, it's definitely got worse. He's Mm. been suffering um, mildly about eight years ago, and it's gradually got worse. Mm. Um, And I do find it difficult sometimes. Um, It's very tiring. Um, But I was referred to um, Andover Mind a few Mm -hmm. years ago, and I found that they've been a great support, and I have a go-to person that I can speak to at any time, and if they're not available, somebody else will be. And they've been very supportive with different, um, like Bev was saying, the the Mm. Blue Lamp people and, you know, other people to check your security and what have you. So they've been very helpful that way. And I started going to the carers group last October in mm-hmm. Fleet. Mm-hmm. And it was like opening a door for me. Everybody that runs the group was so welcoming. And I went on my own and joined a table and soon made friends with other people there and found that I was not alone. You know, the people we were sharing our experiences about our cared for. Mm. And I didn't feel so alone then because they were going through similar things. Of course. And some people were having worse problems because they're cared for further advanced. But I found that very reassuring. Mm. And, you know, that's what we tend to talk about when we, we get into onto the tables, you know, sit down and have a coffee. But then it goes into general conversation, and I find that invaluable as well because it's very difficult at home to have a conversation. Of course. Because it just doesn't flow. So I always look forward to the carers group, and I find it a great support. And I came out of my first visit there feeling 10 foot tall and more confident. (laughs) Uh, That is wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. Gives you all the reason to keep doing what you are doing, doesn't it? Because that's what that's the purpose of the group. Yeah. And you find that um, that support that you were talking about, is that emotional support? Is it, uh, uh, how do you feel you've been supported through the work that mine has been doing? Well, I've been, I feel supported because they understand mm-hmm. what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And when they started suggesting about, you know, mm-hmm. you're entitled to have somebody around to check this and do that. Mm-hmm. So I made a list of those things and yes. slowly integrated that into, you know, my life now. Mm-hmm. But also um, I know that I could pick up the phone and speak to somebody yeah. if I was feeling emotional, if I was struggling at all. So I know that supports there as well. So they kind of support Amazing. you and make sure you're safe at home. Mm. And I've recently got a panic alarm mm. uh, or fall alarm, as I, I call it, where my husband will wear his watch on his wrist, a special mm. watch on the wrist. And then if he fell, it would come, you know, immediately 
ring um, emergency services sort That's of amazing. thing. So I find all those things useful, but mainly it's the support. That and I have so had them come to the house and sit and mm. chat as well, which has been invaluable. That is amazing. And this is somebody that you get to know as well, because the same person you gain to know, build a bit of rapport. Yes, you do. Um, and the, the, the person that looks after me um, also attends the Fleet Carers Club. So fantastic. I will um, meet them and say hello and always asked how I'm getting on and, you know, general. I feel very supported, that is very wonderful. supported. And so with your husband, uh, how did you find him? Was he open to the idea of coming to the group or did you feel there was, you had to encourage him quite a mm. bit? Well, um, well, fortunately, that um, the day, the, um, the last Thursday of the month, my husband is at a day centre. Mm -hmm. So that gives me a bit of free time where I can you know, not have to sort of worry yeah. about him so much where I can just open up myself sure, and, sure. you know, speak to other people. Sure. So. You, at least you, you get, that's like a respite. It's like gives it you is. that respite yes, that yes. you need yeah. then to go back to again to the yeah. caring duty afterwards. But I would still go along uh. if he wasn't being cared for on that day. I would still bring him with me. If I oh, needed to, fantastic. you know, I wouldn't yeah. not bring him. And that's absolutely okay yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. We actually met him, didn't we, on Monday because we had a carers, um, it's carers week this week, mm -hmm. um, National yes, Carers Week, course. and we had a, a get-together, didn't we, at the Lismoyne Hotel, um, and yeah, we met, met your husband. Yes, and it was a lovely afternoon of tea and cake and <laughs> meeting everybody. <laughs> I need to change and, the name. We will change the name of this episode to Tea and Cake <laughs> in Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a jolly afternoon, yes. Amazing. So everybody got to meet my care for, which, you know, again, yeah. builds a better picture. Yeah. What would your advice be then to people, Chrissy, who are now nervous because they've never been to a group and maybe they're out there, they're caring for a loved one, but they are uh, maybe nervous that, you know, do they want to give it a go? Maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't. What would you advise them? Well, I would certainly say give it a go, mm. whether you're coming on your own or coming with your cared for, because mm. as soon as you walk through that door, you are greeted by the team who make you feel so welcome. Mm. And, you know, they introduce you to other people as well when you sit on the table. Um, you, know, you can choose where you want to sit. And then it's starts from there because the people that have been before know that you're new they want to find out about you and you make so many friends that way so mm. i would say you know whether you go on your own or with somebody is just do it because you don't feel like you're a newbie either once you've gone through the door and they've met you mm. you don't feel like a newbie and everybody you know takes you under their wing Mm. So I would say just do it. Yep. You don't have to go through this alone, that's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. You don't have to go through this alone. Mm. And that's how I felt. Mm. And that was a turning point for me. Mm. Definitely. Amazing. This is this is the this is the outstanding and amazing work, life-changing work that and our mind is doing. Uh, and it feels like it's almost a whole full circle being closed. You starting with an with a meeting, maybe a signposted, a referral, then a meeting, a visit to home, then coming to the group, uh, then potentially bringing the person who's actually is living with dementia, getting them involved, and um, that support over the phone, the ability to kind of 
get help from someone who knows your condition, you knows what you're going through, your home and your life, kind of closing the circle. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, incredible you're, you're service. You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. And that's how mm. I feel now. That is really special about mm. what you're all doing. Um, so that's fantastic. So is it okay for me to mention the number in here? Yes. So. I will mention the number that I've got on the leaflet that uh, you probably have seen this leaflet, this CARES Support and Dementia Advice Service for Hampshire. I'll put a um, scan of this leaflet on our website as well, so you can actually um, go over there and check it out. But the contact number is 01264-332-297, and there's an email address, inquiries at andovermind.org.uk. Um, and for anybody, including myself, who's worked in worked with supporting older people living with dementia for the last ten years, um, Andover Mind has got a great name. Uh, Bev and the team here they're doing a fantastic job of uh, supporting older people in the community. So um, there's no reason why not to reach out and ask the question and see how the team can support you with what you are going through. Now, before we close, I want to also um, give uh, Bev and Trina the chance to talk a little bit about volunteering for MIND. Um, because we all are, we all work in the community and we support all the people in the community, um, people like Chrissy and people, people who need the support and we're making a difference to their lives. And we just as much require, we just as much need the support of people living in the local community to volunteer to come and learn and be part of this great effort um so maybe you can tell us a little bit about how somebody can volunteer for mind and how easy it is to actually get into the program and do you need a lot of training do you need um, you know i think initially uh, you know somebody could uh, volunteer maybe at the groups that would be amazing you know and uh no, I don't think you'd need a lot of training to make tea and eat cake. <laughs> There's a theme here, isn't there? Um, You're not looking for bakers. No, no, no. Um, but yes, it's um, it's something we've struggled with actually in this area, um, um, getting volunteers on board. Mm -hmm. But it, it would really be helpful um, mm -hmm. if, if, if people are interested um, in volunteering for us. So well, you were going to say something? I was going to say, um, also, um, we do need volunteers for actually doing welfare calls. So that would be really good. That would help us down. Yes. Um, and again, if they contact that number that you actually gave, that will go straight through to the um, inquiries team and they can actually pass you over to the actual head office, which will actually sort out any volunteering information that they would require. And again, another problem was driving. So mm. I'm not sure how we go about that, but it would be nice if um, some of the carers did actually say they had a problem with actually gaining access into the actual um, groups. Um, and again, I think it would be nice if we had volunteer drivers. That would be quite nice. I think anybody listening to this who, who've got a little bit of time, it's... Uh, uh, as you said earlier, is once a month. I mean, if somebody's got a little bit of time and can commit just one one event a month, it will make a difference. So we're not asking for a huge commitment here. It really is just with that little bit of help, you could go a long way, and and you could walk that out of that door also feeling told that you've helped somebody, and that that there is nothing like that, is there? 
So brilliant. Well, I am grateful for the time and all of you coming together to to meet the the team here. Uh, appreciate sharing uh, everything that you're doing and the outstanding work you're doing in the community. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you.